everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 22, which mm-hmm. I have beginning with Kenny's voiceover saying, but who will it be? <laughs> and I have it going through William saying, it's terrible, nobody drink the beer, the beer has gone bad. Um, a line... I think probably the most, the line I quote most from this movie is, nobody drink the beer, the beer has gone bad. And mm-hmm. it's funny that that's, that that's the case, because I don't drink beer or anything at all that is alcoholic. Yeah. But it's, You wouldn't it's, know if the beer had gone bad or not. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like, oh, yeah. there's also a whole thing about how, like, they can't show underage drinking on the movie. Um, oh. Because it's a PG thirteen, so he drinks from a solo cup, but there's plausible de- deniability there. Um, sure. Later in the movie, two characters are going to be sitting at a piano, and they're going to toast, and then the camera pans or go, like cuts away, and then cuts back to them setting their drinks down because they can't show them actually drinking alcohol on screen. Interesting. Well, he also this this one. It, it's not only the plausible deniability. Like we know that they put. Or they say that they put beer in the thing. So right. we know they do that. But he doesn't, he t- puts it in his mouth and then spits it out. Right. Right. And I think. And then we, well, no, because we do see him raising the, like, drinking out of it again, don't we? I don't know. But I, I think that because it's a solo cup, I know that they say they put beer in it. But because it's a solo cup, I think that you can have, like, you don't actually see him drinking anything from the cup like you don't see like that's true they could be telling him it's beer and putting root beer in there. right exactly exactly interesting so uh the first girl that uh kenny hits on is i spelled it like um we we went to high school and i was friends with for a while a girl named corinne so i spelled Mm -hmm. it like that kenny pronounces it corinne which I was like uh, the trans the transcript lists it as Corinne C O R R I N N E. That's how I spelled it. Um, he definitely pronounces it Corinne, which is hilarious. It's hilarious if if it's just how Seth Green pronounces that name. But it's maybe even more hilarious if she's on his list, but he doesn't know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> I think it's that, or he's like doing an like an affected like right. Yo Corinne, right? Kind yeah. of type of thing you sounded just like kenny fisher there so i think that's that's also po- very possible you yeah could be, i do you could be like, kenny fisher for halloween <gasps> i could be kenny fisher for halloween maybe i'll do that i have goggles you're halfway there and i'm short <laughs> no yeah you're not i'll stand next to you and and wear a sign that says normal height person that's who i'll be yes for halloween there we go. You'll be a normal height person. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be they'll be really good costumes for both of us because we'll yeah. both be very definitely not dressed as ourselves. Exactly. And also we'll be dressed as characters from Can't Hardly Wait because there are a bunch of normal height people in this movie. That's true. And, and you know what? You'll have hair and you'll wear t-shirts. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yep. So yeah, you can go as Preston. I'll be as Preston. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be Preston. Um, so... Corinne looks like she's, like, 30. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She does not look like a high schooler, even a little bit. She's in, like, a strapless tube dress and has her hair, like, 
done in a way that does not look like how a teenager would do their hair. Right. And she's like kind of, she's walking like she doesn't know how to walk in high heels, but instead of doing like a weird teetering, she's doing like an elephant galumphing thing. Yeah. If I stomp hard enough, these shoes will stay on my feet. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's always been so weird to me. Um. Well, do you want to know uh, about the actress that plays Kareen? I would like to know about the actress that plays Kareen. Well, you can't because I couldn't find anything about her. I couldn't find what the actress's name was or her in any of the credits on IMDb. So Cool. I'm going to assume that she was 30 and had never worn high heels prior to this moment. Perfect. That's her backstory. Official backstory. Yep. Um, it was her first and only movie, and then she went and joined uh, a high heel uh, making company so that she would never have to wear them again. Yep. That doesn't make sense. Well, she w- where she worked in IT. Oh, okay. That makes more <laughs> sense. Um, <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> so then uh, he passes a stoned girl, capital S, capital mm-hmm. G, looking at a banana. Yep. Hey, Aaron, would you like to know about the actress that plays Stoned Girl? Is there information about her? There surely is. Oh, um, good. This is Amber yes. Benson. Um, <laughs> okay. It's Amber Benson. Uh, her top three are, uh, she played Chance in the movie Chance, which okay. she also wrote and directed and produced when she was 24. So. Y'all can't see the face I'm making, but it's a face that says, I suspect Chance is maybe not the best movie. I think that it may be better than than we think, because I think she has moved into direction. Okay, I hope that it is, but yeah. somehow when I hear she wrote, directed, and starred in this movie where she played the titular character, yeah. it especially when it's done by someone who's quite young, Yeah. just... And, like, it presumably had not done anything of significance prior to that. It just kind of makes me oh, wonder. She had. I mean, not directing, but she had. She had, She had. was a teen TV star. Well, I, I guess I meant more directing and yeah. writing right. anything of significance prior right. to that. It, ju- okay. it just kind of makes me, like, I know what anything that I would have done in that right. general time frame of my life would have been. Right. And I can't, and so my automatic instinct <laughs> is to cringe. Yes, and you um, did, you did, you definitely did cringe. I did for sure. Um, she also played Cheyenne in The Crush, which I believe in the, is an Alicia Silverstone movie. Um, unless I'm remembering wrong, I always think is, maybe The Crush and The Babysitter are different movies. I'm gonna look it up. Which is the one where she, where Alicia Silverstone had a thing for Carrie Elwes? I feel like that's the crush, but it might be the babysitter. Let me look real quick. Well, two years before she played Cher, Alicia Silverstone starred with Carrie Elwes in The Crush, um, where um, Cheyenne is a friend of of Alicia Silverstone's who tries to warn Nick, Carrie Elwes, about Adrian, who is Alicia Silverstone, and meets with an accident at the writing school they attend together. So... I think so. Riding like horseback riding. Riding, R-I-D, or R-I-D, like... yeah, yeah. Well, is it R... Yeah. Okay. I was trying to figure out if it was, you know, like right. botched saddlery or Ooh, yeah. pencil stabs. Yeah. Or or laptop bludgeoning. Riding a horse book. Well, it's 1993, so were there laptops? 
Oh, okay. So giant desktop bludgeoning, which honestly just makes the bludgeoning easier. That's true. That's true. Um, then uh, she played Tracy Levine on a movie called Latter Days. Okay. Um, and then, so that's her top three. I could not believe that uh, in her top three was not her 47 episodes on Buffy playing Tara. Um, oh. Who was Willow's girlfriend on that show. Okay. And she was excellent in that in that role. I uh, didn't that's make not it her that top far three. into Buffy, but that yeah, should have been comes, in her top three. She comes on kind of late, but she is excellent. Um, and she leads to one of the scariest portrayals of a witch that I've ever seen uh, oh. in Allison Hannigan's portrayal. Um, oh, okay. Dark Willow is one of the scariest, in my opinion. Um, she played Brian Dennehy's daughter in three Jack Reed movies. Um, okay. She was in two Supernatural episodes. And she was on one episode of Red vs. Blue as Female Griff. I'm trying to remember if I made it that far into Red vs. Blue. I don't yeah, remember if I, I did. I don't remember how far I made it, but I don't remember it well enough to know female. I know that there was a point where... Anyways, I, I don't remember what, Red vs. Blue. One of them well like had a baby or something. Yeah. The teal yeah. one. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, some trivia about uh, Amber Benson. As a young teenager, she co-anchored, along with A.J. McLean, later okay. at the Backstreet Boys, the pilot for a proposed television news program aimed at kids. However, the pilot was not picked up. Okay. And then she attended the same grade in the same high school as Joey Fatone, which oh. is Dr. Phillips in Orlando, Florida. All right. So she uh, she had run-ins with uh, the two goatee gentlemen of uh, two very prominent boy bands. Um, this is true. In the 90s. And that is Amber Benson. Cool. So my next note is William gets a beer. Yep. My next note is William getting beer. So, And then my next note after that is it doesn't go great. Uh, we... Uh, we'll recall that William has a, uh, a, a blood alcohol level card how many drinks yep. can he imbibe before he uh becomes drunk how many spirits he can imbibe. how many spirits he may imbibe right um yep. he's thought of everything as you'll remember yes um so then william goes up to get a beer because he wants to fit in because you'll remember if he doesn't get a beer they'll throw him out of the party according to his friends yes <laughs> so i mean that's how walks, it works that is how it works um he walks up to a guy uh manning the keg Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell hey, me Aaron, about that guy? Would you like to know about Keg Guy? <laughs> I would like to know about Keg Guy. His name is Seth Peterson. Uh, his top three, this movie. He was an Apache pilot in the 1998 Godzilla. And he played Nate Western in 15 episodes of Burn Notice. Um, okay. Burn Notice being my favorite show that I've never watched because of its prominence on the Excellent SNL sketch, What is Burn Notice? Please go check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, I believe I watched one episode. That's the one that stars the the main chick in that is the girl, uh, the actress from Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Correct. Who is also the girl in Father of the Bride, right? I didn't think so. Gabrielle All right, hold on one sec. Oh, then no. So. It's like Kelly McGillis or something. They look they look decently similar. But yes, okay. Wild, Heart can't, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. I don't think I've seen her in anything besides yeah. Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. So when I found out she was in this new show, I'm like, she yeah. hasn't done anything in like 30 years. What? Yeah. But you know then I watched about... one episode and I didn't. 
yeah. feel like watching anymore. It was fine um, for the type of show it was. In Burn Notice, uh, every episode she uh, jumps a horse off a diving board. It's funny. Oh, I feel it, like that's all she does. I feel like uh, Burn Notice would get extremely repetitive very quickly. <laughs> I bet it does anyway. Um, oh. So- <laughs> All right, so she was also he was also on 96 episodes of a show called Providence. Okay. Uh, he was on I think on an episode of Clueless the series along with just everyone else. Everyone else. Uh, um one episode of Beverly Hills 90210 and an episode each of CSI and CSI New York, Charmed, NCIS and Bones. So yeah, okay. he was an actor in the 2000s. Why do you ask? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um some trivia about him. He played in the World Series of Poker and is a proficient professional poker dealer. Oh. Um, he was childhood friends with the musician Beck. So okay. he was Beck's childhood friend. Um, and his mom is... Oh, this is how he knows Beck. His mom knew Beck's mom because they worked... They both founded a theater together. Oh, okay. And then his wife uh, was a guest star. He met his wife when she guest starred on Providence. Cool. So that is Seth Peterson. Um, and then let me run really quickly through the other two guys that are there drinking beer, um, sure. too. Uh, Angelo Vacco is beer drinker, not numbered, just one of the beer drinkers. Uh, okay. His top three, he was a voice actor on seven episodes of, of The X-Files. He was in La La Land, and he was in seven episodes of Mozart in the Jungle. He mostly did voice work. He has done voice work on The Babysitter's Club that we just mentioned. Okay. Um, Superstore, Castle Rock, Riverdale, Mr. Mercedes, It Chapter 2, Orange is the New Black, Veronica Mars, I Zombie, Future Man, and Chuck. Um, he did voice, voice work on work all of those. On them. Yeah, so I think like if you... I, I imagine what voice work in this context means is like if someone is on the phone or like the voice on the other end of the phone or if right. there's or like if a TV like watching... show. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe if someone needs, if there are pickups, but you can't get the actor back in, maybe he does like, we need Mulder to say, huh. So then Seth Peterson comes in and goes, huh. And then that's okay. it or whatever. Um, he And then he acted in person on four episodes of The X-Files, one episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and one episode of Party of Five. Um, he started as a co- as a production assistant at tw- at the 20th Century Fox Studios going on coffee runs. I'm not sure why that was in quotes. Maybe it means drugs. Um, I assume it means drugs. Uh, and <laughs> delivering scripts to studio executives before landing his first television role on The X-Files. Um, and then the other guy is Nick Paulos. His top three, this. He played a character named Gil in a movie called Lucky Town. And he was young Johnny in a flashback in the movie For Which He Stands. He was in one episode of Saved by the Bell, New Class, and one episode of Baywatch, and then my notes say, and then like three other things. Okay. Um, that's where my notes from Into 22 end. So those are our three characters that watched William, that are going to watch William try beer for the first time. Yep. Um, which, as we mentioned at the top of the show, and you mentioned in your notes, uh, doesn't go well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't have any other notes. Cool. Either. So, yes. Hey, we're doing we're doing great this this time. We're, we're, we're at like eighteen minutes We will continue now. to. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we do social media? Yeah, let's do social media. So we have a Twitter handle for this podcast. It is at je underscore minute movies. Um, individually, I can be found on Twitter at unabashedly Aaron, and I can be found at unabashed James. 
We are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a bunch of other shows, including uh, Max and Cassie have a new one. Yes, uh, you might love this. So yeah, it's brand new, um, yeah. but you should go check it out. Give them a listen so that uh, you know we can start boosting their rankings in those podcatchers. And yeah, I think I think that uh, they I think the show is basically the idea is they have people on and talk about things that they you know sort of like the interest that they have uh, yeah. that they want to recommend to others. Yeah. Um, and while we're mentioning that, I kind of want to uh, shout out another uh, show with a similar but similar premise but different execution that just started as well. Okay. Um, our friend Mike from Back to the Future Rama and Good Morning Greendale. Uh, started a solo podcast uh, called I Brought My Own Soapbox. Um, where it's a really he spends good name about... for a podcast. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for saying that. That was me. Oh, did that you, was my Did you name that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's as if you, I mean, if you knew that and they're acting just to, be, just to uh, pump me up, that was very No, well I honestly, I probably <laughs> did know that and forgot as I do most things. <laughs> So what Mike does um, is he takes like 15 minutes to basically do like a monologue or a soliloquy about a topic that he's interested in. Sort of a deep dive, but also his context with it and sort of recommendations to for others, but all within like 15 minutes. His first episode is about podcasts. Okay. So he talks about what is a podcast? When did podcasts start? How did I come to podcasts? What am I, how do I interact with podcasts now? And then he's done. It's really, awesome. so far, it's really, really good. And I'm really looking forward to more stuff. Cool. Um, so yeah, those are two shows that are brand new that you can get in on the ground floor. You can be immediately caught up with. It's true. <laughs> so <laughs> if, I don't know if that's as attractive to, to our listeners as it is to me, but the idea of like, there's like one episode, I'm like, let me get on that train right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to this four months in the future, like, like me, um, <laughs> well... There's probably not that many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I think that is going to do it for us for today. Yes. We do have some more episodes to record, so we got to yes. go because as you all know, time is honey's. Go hot dogs. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.